Welcome to the AccuSprout Podcast, where it's my mission to help new practitioners of Chinese medicine navigate from school to career. I'm Stacy. I'm an acupuncturist and herbalist, podcaster, coach, and creator of Magical Networks. Be sure to check out all four pillars of the podcast where I cover case studies to sharpen your clinical skills, mindset Mondays to support your mental health, new practitioner interviews to prove that you are not alone, and all things business from launching your practice to negotiating your pay if you choose to be an employee. This podcast is made possible by our sponsors. So if you would like to support the podcast, be sure to check out the sponsors page on the website to claim your special AccuSprout offers. When I first started my practice, I was actually kind of a disaster when it came to my books. I hired an accountant who actually laundered money from another client. So I went on a quest to find a bookkeeper who really tailors to and loves working with acupuncturists. And I found Sarah at Horizon West Bookkeeping, and I'm feeling pretty fortunate. Sarah offers acupuncturists and the AccuSprout community a couple different packages so that she can meet you where you are. If you're new to practice, she can come in and do what's called a QuickBooks startup package for you, where you get pretty deep discounts on QuickBooks for about four months. She sets up your chart of accounts, assists with linking your bank accounts, makes sure that all the transactions are imported, and then teaches you how to use it with two hours of one-on-one training. It's a killer deal. She also offers cleanup packages and catch-up packages. Not catch-up packages, guys. Catch-up packages. And a monthly package, which is what I use. And I find it quite affordable and so, so, so worth it because, honestly, I never, since the beginning, have been able to keep up with my bookkeeping. You can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with Sarah to make sure that you guys are the right fit for each other. And you can do that at horizonwestbookkeeping.com forward slash AccuSprout or look for the link in the show notes. Today's episode is also sponsored by Jane, an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features to power your acupuncture practice. Jane offers flexible scheduling options that match the way you work. You have the option of offering one-on-one online sessions for initial consults, meeting in person, and scheduling staggered appointments to accommodate treating patients across different treatment rooms. Jane has you covered. Keep the relaxation going with a seamless checkout experience using Jane's PCI-compliant payment solution, Jane Payments. You can collect patient credit cards securely through your intake form or at the time of booking with an online booking payment policy. This can also help reduce no-shows in your practice. It's a win-win. And Jane's unlimited SMS and email reminders can be sent automatically before each appointment as an extra layer of no-show protection. To learn more about how Jane's helpful features can help you power your acupuncture practice, head to jane.app to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their team. Or if you're ready to get started, head on over to accusprout.com forward slash Jane. And remember to use the code accusprout1mo at the time of sign up to get a one-month grace period applied to your new account. Welcome to the AccuSprout Podcast, where it's my mission to create a supportive community for new practitioners of Chinese medicine, while I give you the information and inspiration to help you grow towards your vision of success in your first couple years of practice. This is Stacey Whitcomb, and I am your host.
Welcome back, you guys. This is kind of the part two to episode 13, where I talked about how to start an acupuncture practice. I discussed the five pain in the ass things that you have to do first. Well, in this episode, we're going to talk about the five pain in the ass things you have to do second. Before I get to that, though, I, I am recording this on December 31st, 2020. It'll be the last podcast that I record, obviously, and it will be the first that you hear in 2021. So before I start with the meat of this podcast, I have a couple things to say. First of all, I want to take a moment to thank some very key people who helped me this year with this podcast. This will only take a minute and then we'll get to the business of business stuff, as my friend Michael Max would say, which actually leads me to my first expression of gratitude. I want to thank Michael Max for being an inspiration, a mentor, and for sharing his knowledge and offering me often a little kick in the ass when I'm shaking in my boots, basically, because I don't think that what I'm doing is good enough. Dude, you guys, he really is such a great human being. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, head over to the Geological Podcast. I will link that in the notes and be prepared to have your mind blown because he has been doing the most amazing podcast for, I think, uh, four to five years now. I think five, actually. I also want to thank my board members, Sarah and Carrie. And also to everybody I've interviewed this year, Jennifer, Kaylin, Michael, Jeff, Travis, and Maury. Each one of these guests really brought either some super valuable information or some really awesome heartfelt perspectives for new practitioners. What a huge, amazing group of people that were willing to be on my little podcast. I'm totally humbled and had such a great time with each and every one of those people. And of course, thank you to you for listening. I see you. I see you sharing on Facebook who you're listening to and on Instagram. And I see your awesome and generous podcast reviews that are so kind. And I really appreciate that. It, it really keeps me inspired to continue helping where I can. So, okay, enough with the mushy stuff. If you have not listened to my interview with Travis Kern of Root and Branch, be sure to do so. He has a super generous offer for $25 credit on your first purchase when you set up an account with them. Root and Branch is an herbal pharmacy in Portland, Oregon, and is also run by relatively new newbies, where you can order bulk herbal formulas and have them shipped directly to your patients. And they can pretty much make whatever you need. So be sure to check out that episode, which is episode 12. Now, looking forward with the podcast. Mm, got some good stuff coming up in the next year, you guys. So coming up at the beginning of the year, watch out for a series of interviews that I do with attorney Rachel Schumann of Council for Wellness. Rachel specializes in working with acupuncturists and other wellness practitioners. And I'll let her tell you all about herself because she's got a great story and also is very much practicing from the heart. So be sure and tune in for that. We're going to talk about HIPAA compliance with regards to technology. We also go a little bit into what to look for with your malpractice insurance and then what firewalls you need to have legally speaking with your business so that Dude, you guys, anybody can get sued. You don't have to be a huge jerk to get sued. You just have to attract the right amount of crazy. So 
can happen to any of us. So you want to make sure that you're, you know, checking the boxes and making sure that you're doing everything in line. And she is going to help us get there. Cool. So my second great announcement is that I've got Sharon Weisenbaum with White Pine Institute will be joining me with her for a special interview. And she has some really cool, cool learning opportunities coming up for all of us, not just with her White Pine Herbal Institute. So that's super exciting. If you also don't know who Sharon is, I highly encourage you to Google that. And lastly, we'll be launching a membership program for those of you who want to go a little more in depth in some of these topics or maybe need a little more help than what I'm able to just provide on the podcast. I want to create a space where we can have conversations and we'll see how it goes. My intention is to bring these people back and have them do a deeper dive. The people that I interview on the podcast and have them do a deeper dive, maybe teach a class on a webinar that you guys can tune into. And I'm just imagining all the cool things that I can provide the members and also create a forum so that we can have conversations and help each other out. That is coming. That is coming, hopefully within the first quarter. So, okay, now let's get to the all-important but nonetheless, next five pain in the ass businessy things you have to do to start your acupuncture practice. If you missed the first five, I would go back and take a look at that. These are, yep, these are put in order for you. Some of them you don't have to do quite in order, but you really, I think it's going to be more beneficial if you really start with that first podcast, which is episode 13. So take a look at that perhaps before you listen to this one. It doesn't really matter. You're going to have to go back and listen again because they are full of information. And be sure and take a look at the show notes because I have links for all of this for you guys. And you can also head over to the AccuSprout.com website where the show notes are more easily read and the links are all right there for you. Okay, so the first thing that you need to do, I will say this, this is actually the sixth thing, but you know what I mean. The first thing that you need to do in this episode is get malpractice insurance. <laughs> okay, if you're listening to this at the top of 2021 and you can wait before choosing the company that you need to go with, then please wait. Because this is something, like I said before, that Rachel Schumont and I discuss in depth. And I think it's really important to understand your malpractice insurance before you jump into that. And I think a lot of us, 80%, I'm going to say, just go with whatever. And it's it's a mistake. It's a mistake. So, and is this is all far more complicated than you and I imagine. And that is why at least 80% of you are going to stick with that insurance company that your school negotiated with in their best interest. Did you hear me? In their best interest when you were a student intern in their clinic. I graduated from the Oregon College of Oriental Medicine, and I know so many of my classmates just kept that insurance that we had and didn't research what that was going to look like should they decide to transition away from that insurance. And here's what that looked like. Because I did the I did a ton of research when I got out of school about what company to choose. And there's this thing called a tail rider. And a tail rider is something that you need when you terminate your insurance. Well, let's say that's this way. Let me back up for a second. First of all, I'm not an attorney. <laughs> I've just researched the shit out of malpractice insurance. If you choose, some companies have will provide tail coverage. So in other words, when you decide to quit practicing, 
that company that was your malpractice insurance company, even though you're no longer paying them, they will still cover you if somebody comes back and sues you later. And I can't remember how many years. We'll ask Rachel. I can't remember how many years they can come back and still get you. But that company will provide what's called a tail rider. Now, the company that we had as interns, if you decide to leave them, they're going to charge you $500 for a tail rider. So this is where you're going to get screwed if you st- if you don't do the research. I think, honestly, it's the only company. I didn't list them in my show notes because I, I think there are better options for you guys. So I listed the best options that I thought you have for malpractice insurance. And I'll put those in the show notes. I'm not going to tell you why or all of that. We'll get into that with Rachel. But... I do know that I have classmates and friends who have since tried to change their insurance and they do have to pay that $500 tail rider and then go to the better insurance with the better coverage with the better customer service. And so I'm going to say, if you are so confused or you're getting crappy customer service, there are companies that will provide you amazing customer service. And if you want to know who I chose feel free to either DM me on Instagram at AccuSprout or send me an email at hello at AccuSprout.com and I would be happy to tell you who I chose and why. Okay, so, and for those of you, I, I apologize to my international listeners, this is all for the US as far as malpractice insurance goes. There you go. That is number one. Number two. Choose your electronic health record system. Now, there are a couple ways. There are things, I mean, you guys have options. You can just start with paper. Somebody told me coming out of school to go straight into electronic health records. And honestly, it was super painful because I was, you learn, you're having to learn so many different things. Like I said a million times, I was tech challenged. So setting up my electronic health records while I was sitting there also spending hours designing a website while I was also sitting there ad nauseum, like it just sucked. But I think your choice is do paper. Another potential way of doing things that I honestly, I don't have all the answers for, but I've researched pretty extensively. I've just got hung up on a few minor details with is Google Workspace. Google Workspace will sign a BAA agreement with you guys and we'll go over what that means, like I said, in the legal series that I'm doing with Rachel, but BAA agreement, they also have almost full capability for you to keep everything. You could you could create your own soap notes, keep files, do everything on Google Workspace. And a cool thing about Google Workspace as well is that you when you're ready to do get your email address, when you pay for the professional portion, I can't remember how much it is. I'll put I'll put it in the show notes because I am also an affiliate for them and if you sign up with them, I think you get 10% off which is very cool. I use Google because I love the fact that I can store so much stuff in the cloud and it is protected. It's HIPAA compliant. So just keep that in mind when you sign up for your email address. Like I, Because if you sign up with, say, your website, sometimes they offer a free email, or you sign up with your domain, 
those are not compliant with HIPAA. Okay. So you, your best bet really is to go with Google. They do charge. It's not much. And you could, like I said, you can store, you could literally keep your practice all in Google for like, I think it's like $15 a month. And I think it's genius. The last part that I haven't figured out yet that I'm working on is how to sign all of your documents, which I'll figure out eventually. But currently I haven't found a workaround for signing the documents. So not quite there, but possible. And I keep so much stuff in my Google files. Like when I do research, I just link it all in my Google files so I can go back and be like, oh, bruxism, here we go. Pulled the file. Here's all the research that I've done in the past. Super helpful, super helpful. So that's in the show notes. Yes, there you have that. That you're gonna have to wait for if you don't have a business name or a registered domain because like my address is hello at accusprout.com. There you have it. And that's pretty cool. You Having a name like that looks much more professional. Based on my research on Facebook, let's talk about electronic health records. Based on my research on Facebook, and here's what I'm going to say about that. While I think that asking for diagnostic advice on your cases is a little iffy on Facebook, like the Facebook acupuncture pages are actually really great places to do product research. And so if you're looking for answers to specific things, really, it's awesome if you belong to those pages and then just go to the little question and type in your your keywords. Just make sure when you do that, that the information that you're looking at is the most current as far as 2020 or whatever year we're in while you're looking at this. So I've been watching a lot and I go back every once in a while to see what electronic health records are the most current that people absolutely love. And that is what I'm dishing out to you here. And I do know people who have each of these and I can say like, they're probably your best options. Other ones are you probably going to get less support or whatever. So you know, do your own research if you want to, but this is what I've done. And I have been doing this ever since I graduated and I did it when I graduated. And the, basically the top contenders are still there. A lot of these companies have flushed out, but there's three top contenders and they all pretty much carry the same services and capabilities. And they are Jane App, AccuSimple and Unified Practice. And I'm going to say that they are loved in that order. I see so much about Jane app and I'm actually going to, I'll share this with you. I'm changing. Let's see here. Mine's up and I'm not seeing enough patients right now to sign back up. But when I do sign back up with one of them, I will be going with Jane app simply because people don't just say, oh, Jane's good. <laughs> when they talk about Jane app, they're like, oh, I love Jane app. So, but AccuSimple has a way of avoiding a clearinghouse. If you're going to bill insurance, AccuSimple, you can bill directly from AccuSimple. But Office Ally, having Office Ally as a clearinghouse for your insurance billing, if that's where you start, is a good idea because Office Ally catches your stupid mistakes often. This is also not from personal experience because we've talked about that. I don't take insurance, but... From the things that I read and the research that I've done, it looks like Office Ally is a really great start. You can do your own billing, put it through the clearinghouse, and that will enable you to learn better as opposed to just hiring it out, which is more expensive, which I encourage if that you have the money for that. Yay. But if we're talking about brass tacks and little money, 
let's, I'm not so sure that a good place to start for somebody who's new at billing is just to go through it straight through AccuSimple, unless you're okay spending tons of time mucking through and making phone calls to the insurance companies, asking them why things didn't go through. Okay. There's that. I think with these three companies, what it really boils down to is honestly, especially over the last couple of years, is customer service and glitchiness. It looks like AccuSimple just made a bunch of changes and that they're a little glitchy right now. Doesn't mean they won't work it out and come out on top by the end of 2021. You know, it's just what's happening now. It looks like Jane honestly has the best customer service and it's easier to maneuver. I have unified practice and I'm not sure if it's just because I was so tech challenged to begin with or if I, if it really is complicated. I haven't really played with the other two, but I thought it was so freaking complicated and they had to, they walk you through how to set everything up, but they're basically holding your hand the whole time they're setting it up because it is so complicated. So if you want to go back and change things, it's complicated. They also, but they do have like, all of these have really extensive tutorials and instructions and videos, and it's super helpful. So, you know, like I said, if you want to, if you want to check it out, do your, do your research. They are expensive. Be prepared to swallow that little piece of anger in the beginning. I freaked out when I had to pay that much money and had no patience. So I don't know, make your choice. There's no shame in going with paper in the beginning. Really, honestly, you're just going to have to deal with it in the long run and know what you need to do with that paper. Do I want to say anything else about those? No, I don't. Number three, you have to set up your books. Oh God, what does that mean, right? This is this is where people fail. This is what will take your business under if you don't do these things. Because I had such a, well, if you've listened, I you know that my accounting situation last year was, what's the good word for it? A mess. But I, I was having, I was doing a good job of keeping my books, but I, now I have to create a whole nother system. So I'm going to tell you, some options that you have with setting up your books. And then I'm going to tell you what I'm doing because I, I think that's helpful. I am doing gobs of research. I am super frugal. If you have money, then by all means, use your money if you want to. Like, that's great. If you can avoid the headaches, do it. But even with money, you're still going to have headaches sometimes. Okay, here we go. Number one, obviously, you can hire a bookkeeper. You can hire a bookkeeper to do all of your books all over the time. Or you can hire a bookkeeper to set your books up and then teach you how to do it yourself. I think that's a great option. If you can find a really good bookkeeper who will do that. Number two, if you're frugal, like me, then I suggest that you do what my friend Travis Kern uh, advised in episode 12. He gave some great links to a YouTuber that his friend suggested who taught, basically teaches us how to set everything up. I still have to do that. That's on my let's cram everything into January plan for for 2021. And then and then I got a really great tip and I've been looking for ways to do my books online on the cheap because they're really basic and QuickBooks is really extensive and unnecessary in the beginning and I don't want to spend a bunch of money, but one of my board members is using GoDaddy Bookkeeping. And so I took a look at it and it is super affordable. And I, I honestly, I'm going to give a disclaimer. 
In the past, I a long time ago, had a website through GoDaddy, and I was not impressed with their customer service and their product. But and that was but that was years ago. Maybe they turned it around. This little app, this GoDaddy bookkeeping app, is four dollars and ninety nine cents a month, and it's you can link it with your bank account. It does all of your books. You can set your books up. Go learn from the YouTube. Come back to this GoDaddy um, app. Set all your books up and. It will produce a 1040 at the end of the year, and you just hand that to your accountant. That is how cool this is. The only the only glitch I see with this, and, and nothing is going to be 100% amazing, but the only glitch I see with this is that my friend lives in Oregon, or my board member lives in Oregon, where they don't have sales tax. So this isn't something that was even on her radar. But when I went to look at it to see if it would print up the taxes, the sales tax that I collect that I'm going to owe the state quarterly, it unless you use their POS system, POS meaning the credit card swiper system, unless you use theirs, it won't track that. But I think, like I said before, if you've listened in the past, I love just freaking square app or square, square, square up, square for taking cards. They're all so comparable. Square has, I've had the most success with using health savings accounts with Square and Square will re- produce that report for you. So no problem, right? So no big deal. Just use, you can use Square or whatever POS system, point of sale system that you use. Just make sure that they can create a printout or create records of all of the sales class. Good Lord. All of the sales taxes that you collect so that you know what to pay quarterly. There. This is, this is the horse I'm jumping on. I'll let you know later how it goes. So that's that's where I'm headed with setting up my books because everything's really simple right now. I don't have that many patients. My business, my private practice is is pretty Spartan. So I'm going on the affordable, as affordable as possible side. There you have your setup of books. Hey, and you know what, you guys? Contact me if you have better ideas. Contact me if you have systems that are amazing. I know that some of you that listen are actually have been in practice for a while. So dang, you know what? Shoot me an email. Let me know what's up. What's up? So I can share it. Because I don't know everything, obviously. (laughs) All right, number four. You have to get an accountant. (laughs) Okay. If you've listened to the podcasts, then you know that I failed epically with my first accountant when I moved here. And basically, the short story was that she was super nice and very confusing. And I held on until because she was nice and because I didn't want to go shopping for another accountant. I held on and used her until she was doing my 2019 taxes. And I was in the office when she was filing my taxes and I got bored. So I Googled her and found out that she had been recently indicted for laundering $200,000. So don't keep your accountant because you think they're nice. Keep them because they're doing a good job. (laughs) For the record, I think I only had $2,000 in my account. So I let her file them because I think I would notice if something went missing. And then I quit her. And then we had a pandemic and now it's December and guess who does not have an accountant? Don't be me. Don't be me. I'm not saying don't be me. uh, Well, maybe don't be me, but don't be me. Okay, number two, 
here is how I found amazing accountants in the past because I had a massage practice for over 20 years. And I had my fair share of really great accountants and really, well, obviously, <clears throat> really shitty accountants. The best way to find your accountant is to act, ask your similarly businessy friends who they like. Seriously, it's sort of like when you see somebody with a cute haircut, <laughs> you're like, where can I get that? That's how you find them. It's the same, really. You need to find somebody who understands similar businesses and like yours. That's always the best. If they if they vibe with their accountant, they really like their accountant, you and you really like them, probably going to go for it. Like probably going to work. Then consult that person and meet them in person to find out how much they charge, how they work, etc. And if you feel like they're a good match, good. Take a look at their office. And if it's organized, yay. That's even better. I've seen so many disastrous accounting offices, and that just makes me nervous. If they seem scattered and you feel more confused after your interview with them or meeting with them, then just screw it. Run away the other direction quickly. Seriously. This is experience talking. And it may take a couple of years to find your person. I'm just going to put that out there. All of this stuff in the beginning takes time. It's going to take a little time to get in your groove and maybe find your person. And then you're going to cry like a baby when they retire, because I've been there before too. Now, your accountant is going to want to meet with you a couple times a year. And it will really super duper suck if you do not do a good job with your books. Once again, just in case you aren't listening because I know you might zone out occasionally. This is such intriguing information, isn't it? It will super suck if you do not do a good job with your books. So stay on your books. Stay on your books. Get the app. That will help a ton because you're not going to have to enter a whole bunch of crap. Just set them up and it should run, but be sure and check it and make sure that things are, you know, do it monthly. Put it on your calendar. Make sure everything's going as planned. Accountants cost real money, guys. Honestly, seriously, this is one of your biggest expenses and it blows. But in the long run, and I've learned this in my past experience too, in the long run, a really good accountant can save you from the amount of money you pay them in other stupid mistakes that you're going to make without them. And I tend to stick with accountants who can bring me up to speed and teach me the ways to not owe copious amounts every year. They are... There are there are ways to pay taxes, and then there are better ways to pay taxes. That is the accountant that you want. And so I hope that helps, helps in your quest for what to look for in your accountant and what to walk away from. Don't stay with anybody because they're nice in business. Don't do that. And la lastly, number five, register your domain name. Pick your domain name. Oh, let me tell you this about your domain name. Do not have the entire word acupuncture in your domain name. Believe it or not, people don't know how to spell acupuncture. And, and they'll complain about it. <laughs> Just use acu, A-C-U. Just use acu. That was one of my biggest mistakes. Not really. I mean, it wasn't really that big of a mistake, but it is a pain in the ass. I'm not kidding you. And you're not going to want to type it in every single time you have to type it in. So really seriously, that's a sweet little tip. Go with Accu, not acupuncture. 
Okay, for registering your domain name, you want to register from a different company that your than your website hosting company. For example, I use Hover to register my do- domains, and I'll put a link for that in the show notes as well. I'm not currently a affiliate for them, but I intend to be. So check that because they may offer you a special. They may offer my listeners a special. So watch for that. Secondly, the reason, okay, so I use Hover to register my domains. And I say domains because it gets a little addictive when you become an entrepreneur. You think of all these great ideas, and then you want to be the person that has those domains. So I own like four. You don't want them the same as your web host. And your web host will offer for you to create a domain with them. So for example, GoDaddy is an example. GoDaddy, you can find a domain on GoDaddy and then you can also host your website on GoDaddy. And that's a bad idea because say I get pissed off at GoDaddy and and leave them, then basically you have to do a domain transfer and it can be really annoying, time-consuming and confusing. So you want them separate. The other reason, there's two more reasons why you want to do this. It's it's possible that you're going to register more than one domain in your lifetime, and it's good to have them all in one place. And lastly, if your website gets hacked and you lose control over it and your domain is held in a separate place, then you'll actually be able to prove that that is your website, assuming that they don't steal it as well. In other words, assuming that your password and your username on the, are not the same on both of those sites. So that's that's just a really, honestly, great tip. And guess who needs to go change her username and passwords? Oh gosh, that's it, you guys. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening. I totally appreciate it. Please reach out if you need help with anything specific. I'm all ears. Or if you have any ideas for people to bring on, I would love to hear if you think somebody might be a great guest because I'll hunt them down and bring them on for you. I look forward to whatever I can bring to your practice in the upcoming year. And I also just want to remind you to try to keep an open heart. I feel like possibly next year might be a little tough as far as differences of opinion continued and some divisive stuff so keep spreading the love keep an open mind keep an open heart don't get jaded and i'll talk to you in 2021 i guess i'm already talking to you in 2021 be well my friends that's it that's the end of the show Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. And if you appreciate this podcast, it would be amazing if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a great review. And if you don't like what I'm doing, then that's okay. No worries. Just skip it.